Good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Money Train. It's a hot, cold, freezing, bone cold Monday morning in the greatest city in America. This is Wakanda. We come to you live uh, through America and throughout the world. I want to say good morning to all my international listeners. Good morning to my friend Maria over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Good morning, Maria. Good morning to all of my listeners in Kamasi, Ghana, West Africa. Good morning to y'all. I want to say hey to all of my Birmingham, England listeners. Thank y'all for tuning in. Everybody in the Netherlands, Belgium, and all of the countries in Europe, thank y'all for tuning in. Cairo, Egypt, I see ya. Thank you, Toronto, Canada. I got in here today, I got a co-host extraordinaire. I'm going to say it like I want to say extraordinaire. I got a lady with one of the cutest smiles on earth. My buddy is her daddy. That's Nia Williams right here. Good morning, Nia. Good morning, D.C. She sound like a jazz. <laughs> like, good, said, morning. good morning, D.C. She just do it. I brought the big cameras in. I got the man behind the lens. Big Court, what's up, man? Much. How's it going, everybody? You can tell he sounds like his. He got his table turns already, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Catch mine out of December. <laughs> hey, I want to say hey to all of my stateside listeners from coast to coast, see, shine, see. Neil, can we say good morning to the East Coast? Good morning, East Coast. I want to say hey to all of our listeners. In our special place called Brooklyn, New York. That's Paula, Rihanna, Tiana, LaShonda, Randall, and baby girl Ramaya. They're listening to us right now in Brooklyn, New York. Can we say good morning to Brooklyn? Good morning, Brooklyn. Look at she got a smile on her, don't she? She be cheesing. Good morning to Brooklyn, and we got New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey in here today. Thank y'all for tuning in. All of my family members up in Pittsburgh, good morning to y'all. Want to say hey to all of my friends in St. Louis. Thank y'all for calling me. Let me know y'all listening. Want to say hey to all of my listeners in the DMV, that's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Thank y'all for tuning in. North Carolina, please throw your hands up. To Michelle Blackwell and all of my friends in Burlington, North Carolina. Thank y'all for holding us down. Want to say hey to Grumpy DJ up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and one of my biggest supporters up there. That's WorldFidelityLife.com. If you're not insured, let them insure you. That's my friend Leon and Elena Elliott, my favorite people in Charlotte. Thank y'all for supporting the money train right here on the mix. Want to say hey to all of my listeners in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's Pamela. Pamela Lama and the Allen crew. Thank you, Pam. Want to say hey to South Carolina this morning. Andrew, South Carolina, the home of my buddy A.D. Good morning, Andrews. He wanted me to shout out his folks down there in Andrews, South Carolina. Y'all send me a little something. Put it on my PayPal. They rich down there, boy. Them black folk got a whole heap of money. You know what a whole heap of money is, uh, 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 Nia. Have you ever heard of a whole heap of money? See, you just spoiled. You know what I'm saying? Whole heap of money. <laughs> Look at her. She ain't never heard. Y'all people don't know this. A whole heap of money. That's a whole heap of That's two months worth of income right there. A whole heap. You got to know this stuff. You went to school in Memphis. These are Memphis, Tennessee words. <laughs> she smiled as she, no, sir, no, I Never heard of that. No. <laughs> right. So good morning to all of my listeners in the Sunshine State of Florida. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in. My big aunt hat. She 
the boy you bet my aunt had, she don't play. Y'all better call my name. I'm calling your name, aunt, and I'm gonna send you a little something with my number phone, okay? You know what I'm saying? That's my aunt had down there in St. Pete. Pinellas County, shout out to y'all. Wanna say hey to all of my West Coast listeners. Can we say good morning to the West Coast? What's that, West Coast? She knows some people over She got excited about the West Coast. She got excited about the West Coast. East Coast was like, hey, East Coast. East Coast. West Coast. Hey. West Coast. What part of West Coast you want to go to? Cali. All right. We got some Cali listeners. We got Cali listeners. We want to send Nia. Anybody send a plane ticket after the... I am on the <laughs> she she said she received it. She <laughs> said she wants to go. And uh listen, we we gonna get we gonna make that happen for after uh this uh this uh shutdown and you're on the fly right now. Um, There's some people that scrawl, you know what I'm saying? I'll catch the bus. I'll catch the bus. I ain't flying right now. It's some people mad there is they no job. way I'll catch the bus. You ain't no yeah, way no, listen, no, ain't there's no, no way I'm flying. No. Right now, and people not getting paid, mm-hmm. they not worried about my saying. Mm-hmm. I, you can't tell mm-hmm. me if I'm on the job. The, the pilot get paid. No. You ain't paid me right. in 30 days. The pilot get paid. No, no, no. I'm talking about the guy that's watching the plane on that, that dot on the screen. He ain't really watching. I don't know. I think he still realizes some other people's lives on that Yeah. Plane. Okay. Y'all really believe in that. I, right I do. I do. Y'all really believe in yeah. that. Yeah. Right because that's liability. Listen, I seen birds like they said, Look, we grounded, we ain't flying. Them. <laughs> they play, <laughs> they fly reckless out here. <laughs> birds done got the word. No, these folks ain't birds don't paid. strike. <laughs> they, they, they said, We laying down. <laughs> these planes ain't they finna go to cutting the food after 30 days. Come on now, really on your job right now. Could they not pay you for 30 days and you gonna go in there and Good attitude. We're not gonna put her on the spot. I'm put on the We're spot. not gonna put her on the spot. Nowadays, you ain't got no job. I, you ain't got no money. Somebody hey. from her office listening. Thirty days. I'm gonna ask Big Cor- Corey. What's up? Thirty days. Oh no. You can't not pay me in twenty four hours. Right. Twenty four hours. Don't answer that, girl. Whatever <laughs> in there that's equal to my check going with me. You know what I'm saying? Whatever my check is in twenty four hours, that will go on with me. Why are we? I'm serious, because if I was TSA and you ain't paid me in 30 days, I'm going to be having some x-ray scanners, some <laughs> magnetometers. All that's going to be sold at the house. <laughs> They're going to be calling me like, DC, can you please bring me magnetometers back up in here, man? Hey, they're going to buy them back from me. You're not going to cut my chick like that. I don't know. Listen, that's why I couldn't be a slave. I just don't believe in going with rules that don't benefit me. These, how this rule going to benefit me? Huh? Come on now. They're going to come on. I got, I don't know. I got, I, of course, I respond to authority. But something like that, there's a different way that you could talk to me. So you couldn't have been one? No. I know I, I, I could. Would've, I would have talked back easily multiple times. Oh, yeah. Multiple times. So you would have went off. No, You'd be like, what? I'm sorry. She would have went off all quiet, quiet, though. <laughs> we could try this again because you're not going to talk back. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> imagine, that, that's imagine. her going hey, off. Hey, that's her going listen, off. Listen, listen, listen. I got to tell my audience what we just said. That's her going off. Wait, listen, wait, you wait. Can tell me. <laughs> that was bad. that was so funny right there. I'm gonna tell y'all what she said. She said responding to me. She Listen. said she couldn't have been a slave because 
They couldn't have told her like that. She would. How would you have responded if the if slept? Like, so, hold on. Welcome to the lifestyle. Listen, because we can do this another way. I'm going to do another way. You can tell me what you need, what you want, because we ain't got to do all that extra stuff. That's where we're going off. That's where we're going off. Let's try it again, okay? Redirect. Is there? No. No. That is so funny That's where we're going off. That is so funny. That is so funny. What are we going to do on today? Oh, man. Oh man, that is so funny. <laughs> Look, I need you to go pick that cotton today, Nanea. Okay. Get. You can you can go see the cotton. You can ask me. Yeah. Today, I'm gonna need you to go pick the cotton. Okay. Nia said, she like, hey, 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 listen. Uh, how you wanna be, Mister Master? How you wanna be go? Right. Change the name, change the instructions. But all that, yeah. Right, but that, that yellow one don't work no, for you. No, bring it down. What's unnecessary? I know I, I just know that I couldn't. I, you know, the, the topic of the show, and I thought about this yesterday, that I wanted to, you know, we're living in a time that's on par to be those times in the re in the sixties that we know as the civil rights struggle. Right. We're seeing that in real time today. And I would like to know from uh, a young person's perspective, how do you see it? As far as like we see blatant we just it's blatant today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. We seen a I'm gonna give you some cases. South Georgia um, I think it was Camilla, Georgia, somewhere down there. I don't want to call the town and be wrong. Young man, mother owned a daycare and after school program. He was found guilty of raping these black kids that was in his mother's care. And a judge said, I can't see myself sending you to prison for multiple serial rape. I'm gonna give you 30 days in county jail. He was Caucasian? Right. Yes. Oh, we wow. saw that happen. We saw a Baptist minister wow. um, kill an unarmed man in, in your lifetime in Charleston, South Carolina, who was a police officer, shot him in the back, Walter Scott, walked up to him and tried to throw a taser by his body. This is a man of the gospel. Shot him in the back. Police officer. And then the, the story that he told was totally different from what the video showed. We saw that in our lifetime. We saw in your lifetime a man standing outside of a store being choked to death because he was accused of selling a loose cigarette. We've seen that in your lifetime. And we watched this man lose his life in real time. We saw in your lifetime, um, Philando Castile, Castile lose his life because he said, I'm armed, I got a concealed carry permit, and I'm reaching to get my wallet, and he get killed. And, they, and, the, and a judge say the officer was justified. He shouldn't have moved so fast. We saw in your lifetime, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, a man walking away from a police that pulled a gun on him with his hands up, Crothers. Mm -hmm. 
and he walked back to the car and he got his hands up and the judge said because he moved his head towards her and she was yelling at him, he turned his head towards her. That was perceived as a threat and she was justified in shortening his life or killing him. So we're on par with the same things that we were talking about with Dr. Katie. Unjust murders uh, of, of people. That's, you know, that was discrimination one-on-one um, when I was growing up. It was discrimination one-on-one, and we see it time and time again. How do young people view this time? Are you okay with it? No, we good? I think we're angry. We're, I think we're just as angry as people back then were. I, I, don't, I definitely don't think we're as active. Um, I feel like it takes, like, some kind of big thing to kind of amp us up because I know back in school uh, I went to University of Memphis um, we did a march downtown and we had shut down the bridge that connects from Memphis to Arkansas mm. so I mean okay. that was like our major big thing but I mean they did the same thing in Atlanta how they had the big march downtown so I feel like you know every city was just kind of following suit but right. I mean of course, I don't think we're okay with it. It's just still, it's, it's still that risk of, I, de I definitely don't think we're as risky as people back in the day were because we're not really, we're not willing to just get arrested for anything. Like, right. back in the day, you know, they really didn't care. Oh, I'll go right. to jail for this. Okay. But nowadays, no, bro, I can't, you know. That is so true. So, I, I think we're not as risky. But I mean, there's always, you know, between my friends, between other people I know, there's always open dialogue about this. There's always so it's always it's always a concern and it's always in the forefront of our minds. I think we're just not as active. Not as active. Why do you think, I know you say jobs, okay, people got jobs, and so <laughs> young people are not willing to lose their job or, uh, or anything, but the conditions are still the same. I, I know we have, oh, yes. you know, people have uh, making more money than, well, we think that people are making more money than they were in the 60s and, and the 50s, but the reality is back then more people in our communities had their own businesses than they do today. Right, and so what do you think the answer is going forward, though, as a community and as a, as a country? How do we solve this enigma uh, called uh, racism in America? Because Martin is not going to solve it. We, we can tell you that right now. It's not going to happen. It's hard to say because I feel like it's, it's a two-way thing. Like okay. it's, not, it's not just what we can do, but it's what other people are going to do as well. So it's like, if we're going to act right, you have to act right too. And I feel okay. like there, there's maybe like a, there's still, I, I, I feel like there's just still a tenseness between races, you know, as much as some people may say, oh, Right. Do you think that that's a real thing that we're a, a post-racial society? Do you think it's real? Right, because there's some people walking around like that. I got them in my family that, you know, they make above average income, and they're like, okay, you live in a fallacy. You know, uh, there's no racism. It's just you not doing extra this and that. And I say, okay, so where does all of this stuff come from? You can't ignore that with because there, there are facts. There's 
situations, there are incidents. So you you may not see it, and you know you may not be experiencing it in your life, but there are other people that have experienced it. So we can't just ignore it and right. say it's it's not there or it's not happening. It just happened all the day. Right, right, right. So I've learned something, Neil, um, and I learned this from Yana Van Zandt. Yana Van Zandt taught me that in order to solve a problem or to start working on an issue mm -hmm. in your life, in your community, you have to call a thing a thing. Right. And in our community, we are so accustomed to being slapped around, beat around, dogged out, mistreated, and treated unjust mm -hmm. that we we used to it. Right. Here's something Dr. King said um, in the mountaintop speech, mm -hmm. right? was, I just want you to do what you said on paper. Mm -hmm. Just do that. That's basic. Right? right? Fairness is the basic, the basic form of humanity. Right. It's just be fair. It's, the, it, it, it's nothing extraordinary. Right? Mm -hmm. And for 400, August the 20th of this year will be 400 complete years 1619 to 2019 will be 400 complete years of blacks in America being exchanged as a commodity, right? And for 400 years, I know I'm older than you, and, and Melba's older than both of us. And for 400 <laughs> e years, we have we have yet to, to to we have yet to receive the basic form of humanity of fairness. Right. If anybody has experienced fairness in America on a constant basis in this system, hit me up. If you've complete, you, it's been fair across the board. It's been if you've experienced that basic form of humanity, hit me up. If I'm wrong, then you tell me I'm wrong. But that's where it starts. We gotta call a thing a thing. Right. And you gotta ask yourself, what is it about me? If you're the person that's not being fair, that I just can't be fair. Can't be fair. Won't be fair. Don't even try to be fair. Huh? I don't need them to acknowledge it. Facts are facts. Facts are, and they don't lie. Facts don't lie. Saying, hey man, that fairness thing, we just don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just we gotta call thing thing, man. This fairness thing, that just ain't our thing. Fairness. You know, and we can we can go from there. You know, and I'm I'm cool with it. I'm I understand it totally and I just want to see the mind of this new generation of how do they deal with it what you know what's the future look like for young people and um, what you, you know because most young people now are trying to get into entrepreneurship very very true I do think there is a very high rise in entrepreneurship which I I applaud do what you do do your side hustle do you know do whatever you love um I think that's definitely important to, you know, build your passion, do what you're passionate about, take a leap of faith, you know, and try to build it and, and you know, share it with others. Um, <laughs> you just, you just like, yeah. I know I'm not the type of person that wants to own my own business. Okay. I don't have that where I want to 
at, at least I don't right now. It may come later in life, baby. I don't know what the Lord dropped in my spirit. But as of now, I don't have that desire to, to own a business. Why not? Um. You don't want the responsibility. I don't. I don't. I don't want. I. I just don't. There's, <laughs> there's nothing that I just. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. At least I, you know right. who you are as a person. That. I don't want to do that. And your goals. Right. I don't want to, and I feel like there's a, I feel like sometimes there's a shaming for people who don't mm. want to own No, it's not. You got to know your lane. If you know mm. that, hey, everything, you know, that, 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 that's not your passion, that's yeah. not your desire, I would, I would strongly recommend that you not do it. You know, if that's not what you desire to do. Just like t- I tell people all the time, like with college, like I've known some people, you know, oh, I think I want to go to college. I don't want to go to college. I don't know if college is for me. Figure it out. Right. <laughs> Before you have to pay that money because that's, that's a commitment. Right. College is a commitment. That's okay if it's not for everybody. Just figure out what it is that you love and what you want to do. Right. Well, we're here with the impressive Ms. Neil Williams. Um, she's a genius in my book, and uh, we're holding it down on this Martin Luther King Monday uh, right here on the Money Train. want to shout out all of the West Coast. want to say good morning to everybody <laughs> from Seattle, Washington, down to San Diego, California, celebrating this King holiday. All of my friends in Arizona, Ogden, Utah, all of my buddies over in Nevada, thank y'all. Tulsa, Oklahoma, thank you. Omaha, Nebraska, thank you. To all of my listeners in Texas this morning, I thank you. This morning, this portion of the Money Train is brought to you by Big Daddy Soul Food, 5595 Old National Highway. It's homemade, authentic, made from scratch soul food. If you hadn't tried Big Daddy's, you hadn't tried original soul food, voted number one in the city of Wakanda and also throughout the state of Georgia. You guys go by the day and try them or give them a call to place an order. That's 678 857 uh, five one nine one. That's six seven eight eight five seven five one nine one. I'm Mr. Money Train with your main man DC. We're here celebrating the King. It's the national holiday for Atlanta's own uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Holiday. It's a national holiday, not a day off, but a day on. Uh, in here today with the extraordinary. Miss uh, Nia Williams, she was in here doing a break telling us about, you know, her experiences in her second home. <laughs> she went to college at a little place called Memphis, Tennessee. All of us call it Pimpin, Tennessee. Because, you know, we got family there. They would let, Memphis was the last city to let go to Jerry Girl. They, they, <laughs> they were. They held on as long as they could. Good man. The company had to stop making it. I'm <laughs> Memphis wasn't gonna let go. But, uh, <laughs> so she's in here talking about her town. Yes. She's telling me all the yes. spots. Tell us about. Yes. Shout out Memphis. Go ahead. Hey man, say man, what's up? Gotta shout out one time for the one time. Memphis, Tennessee. What's good? What's really good? Who shout out. Shout out Chains Hot Wings, 1264 Get Well Road. Shout out to my Yeezy. Shout out to my Uncle Love, my Stacey. Christian, Hannah, Mariah, Keisha, Raven, Olive. <laughs> Josh. Uh, who got Corey back there in the kitchen? Okay.
Let's see, I got, you know, I got a few combinations I like to do. Um, sometimes I might be feeling the lemon pepper with the honey gold drizzle. Sometimes I might be feeling with the, the honey, honey gold drizzle. The honey gold drizzle. Oh, you for real? Drizzle. They do that. Yes, we do and, that. And cheese. We do that. So uh, you, you're saying right here unequivocally, I just want to know because I got a lot of people listening to you. That Ching did not steal my honey gold drizzle recipe. I just want to know from you. Because <laughs> you part of this thing. I didn't even know you. I'm talking about this might, I, You might be part of my class action lawsuit. Because some of these recipes are mine. Some of these got to be my recipe. I didn't even know you had a honey gold drizzle. <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, lemon pepper, honey gold drizzle. That thing be good. Honey hot, lemon pepper sprinkle. You can drizzle on your fries. You can do that. Y'all drizzle on the fries? Yes, we'll drizzle it on the fries. Okay. Put a little cheese on the fries. Bless your mouth now. Stop playing. <laughs> Corey just walking around. He nervous. Tell her she's missing one more thing up here, girl. They, hey, y'all had to melt us something. Gee, you got to put something. Y'all got to put something in FedEx. Yeah, man, y'all better call them folks. <laughs> so, Chings is a thing in, in Memphis. Chings is, Chings is a thing. Over there on Get Rail. Well, what about that G? Uh, uh, that G Street Punch? Yeah. What you yes. know about that? What you know about that? Delish. It is. Who make it? Um, some, some not, so not all the employees know how to make it. It's just a few that my auntie has taught to be able to make it. So who it. came up with it? My auntie, my auntie. Nisa came up with the recipe. And you don't even know what's in it. I don't. It might be illegal. I'm telling the people are hooked on this <laughs> stuff. It might be illegal. <laughs> Miss, holla at Nisa, man. <laughs> See what she doing up in there, man. <laughs> Nisa, Nisa got everybody on, on get well. You know what I'm saying? They reselling the punch. What's up in this punch, man? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't even do it. it is good, huh? Do it. Right. Eliminate. They've been in business 20 years. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. It is. They've been around 20 Go years. Go back to that entrepreneurship and taking a leap on faith. Take a leap of faith. Yeah. That's right. So you worked there for a whole year. For a year, my last year of school. Did you enjoy it? I did. What did you learn? Oh, man. Um, definitely more patience. Definitely, definitely <laughs> learn patience. I'm laughing because I know the area. That's what I'm definitely learned some patience up in there. Patience. Definitely learn some more listening skills and, you know, a little coordination because, you know, you may have to check this order, but then they want you to take this order or you may have to check this order, run back to the kitchen and right. get an order. So, definitely. Had to do all that. All that. Right. All that. It was fun. Every day was, every shift was fun. What do you say to, you know, um, any young person out there on how uh, being a part of a family-owned business, how it impacted your life. What would you say to a young person? Oh, man. If anything, it definitely made me closer with my family. And that, that was one of the things I will honestly say. I was kind of scared um, to work there just because I, I feel like I've heard so many horror stories of what it's like working with family. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of scared to do that. But after, after you know, I got in there, it was... It was great because me and my me and my family we're pretty tight knit anyways. Right. Me and my cousins we we stay rolling. Right. So it was it was just like more time to be able to spend with them. Of course, you know, got to tend to the people, but you know, it was still lots lots of conversations, lots of love, lots of laughs, all that, lots of good food. Right. So, right. It was great. It right. It was great. 
So you enjoyed the camaraderie, oh, yeah. the, the, the laid back family atmosphere. Yeah, and that's that's bit like our, our family and even those who may not be, you know, be like our blood relatives, we still call them family. We still bring them in as family. We still love them, all that. Right, so, so you got, all right, we're gonna just disregard that phone call. <laughs> so you got family members and uh, uh, friends that are really, really tight to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In Memphis and in Atlanta. Yes. And then you said, you want to say this on camera? What? About your boyfriend being a hater. You just, about Oh, I, I'll call him right there. <laughs> you say he be hating on Memphis. Right. We do, we do, we do. And you know, we got it. Now now Memphis got that barbecue. They they bust your head with that barbecue now. Ribs, I think everybody that that's a class that everybody gotta take in Memphis. You gonna learn to cook some ribs <laughs> in Memphis. That just I don't care who you is. <laughs> I'm telling you, the average place today. tastes better than anywhere else. They specialize in that. Mm-hmm. So but but the wings though, come on, we've been doing wings for a long time. I just Somebody let me know where to get some wings, cause I, you know, I, my boyfriend took me to Best Wings, and that was pretty good. But the I got the Honey Hot Wings, and their Honey Hot Sauce, it made me think of another restaurant in Memphis that tasted the same, the same way. Well, Memphis people, you know, they known to come to Georgia and steal ideas. Yeah, they come in here on them oh, horse and buggies. Oh, no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't want you to swing on me. I'm too old. I did, I did learn a little bit about that in Memphis. Yeah, they, put, I, I, I came, they throw them hands in Memphis. I went, I went to Atlanta, you know, little shot choir girl. Came out of what's up. Yeah, they throw them hands in Memphis now. That's for real. They throw them hands early. Uh, uh, Eight-year-old boy jumped on me. I, I, I told her, I told his mama, I said, look, lady, I ain't got no money to stop begging. He put the hands on me. I said, go on, give her this money, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Boy, really they throw them hands up in Memphis, man. They not playing with you. Okay. Right. So we ain't here on King Holiday today. We've been talking about some of the stuff in our community. Tell me some of the things, um, just three things that you would love to see change in our community. Mm, wow. I'm just um, having a family discussion. Three things that you as a young person would say, hey, man, we can do better than this. I would love to see us stop stereotyping our own. Our own uh, self. Yeah, and like stereotyping like our own black people. Like I, I feel like there's a lot of that happening. Um, That's sad, ain't it? Yeah. They do. I don't like I that. I swear to God they do that now. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, you know, just because you see him riding down the street on a bike, that don't mean he just came from doing something bad or he on the way to mess up something. Right. He could just be out here riding his bike. Right. That's like, that could be the same as judging somebody. Um, what do you think that comes from when we right? have these negative stereotypes of ourselves? Mm. You can be it, could be it could be an insecurity thing. Insecurity thing, I agree. Um... It could just be, it, and, and it could be them just being on guard. Right. Um, and just not knowing any better. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all I can think All right, that, and then but, two um, more things. Let's what see, else? another thing I like to see change in the community. Mm. 
women continuing to uplift other women. I think there is a lot of a lot of that going. Well, there could be a lot of tearing down. Um, there's a lot of building up as well, but right. I think there's also a lot of tearing down. So just continuing to to build each other up and learn. I guess learning the difference, and this is something I got on to say between you know gossiping and. Um, just like I guess like what well, we just have in the conversation so when you start you know talking about other people and it becomes bad because I know for me I'll kind of I'll pull back from conversations like that sometimes but people talking about other people yeah like what like, it depends well, now it, 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 it depends does, it, now it depend, if like, you it, talking about somebody <laughs> personal line I ain't I'm not with that yeah but if you talking about something like already in the news every day true I'm gonna say something about that true because he is, you know, he's a he is an infamia in us in our family in the community mm -hmm. because of his talents and right. his genius. People have turned a blind eye, right, to his to to to, to the sickness that he's involved right. in. And here's the thing that people are not looking at when it comes to him. Because I don't get into how much celebrities make money and right. who's sleeping with who and all of that. His situations, like his situation, I'll, I'll comment on. And I'll comment on, on his thing on my show because he has a real problem. He does. And we have a problem because we have we've ignored it. We've ignored and turned a blind eye because of his talent and his genius. And here's the thing to prove the sickness. This man is under tremendous pressure. The record label said, you shut off. Yep. And everybody else is saying, we're cutting you off. Still to this day, the light has not come on. And people around him have not advised him. Man, just get, walk away from them girls, man. Right. You're going to lose everything. He's still holding on the girls. He's right. still housing these women. That shows you how bad the sickness is. Because under all of this Im immense pressure, anybody in their right mind would have said, I gotta get away from this thing. I gotta and, and I think I think it's become like a mental because he's he's brainwashed them so much. Cause looking at the documentary like Towards That End Part, it you know, it it can be on them if they wanna leave or not. Like if if you wanna leave, right. you can. Here's the point though. If somebody Right. Mm -hmm. If somebody is saying you are doing this to women and they, they're accusing me of something. Mm -hmm. Right. And all the women that I've been around, they said he's doing it to the women that's there. I will have a and listen, please leave me. I don't want people to feel like. Right. And I ain't living my life trying to please nobody. My point is. I don't want that stigma on me because that's not who I am. Right. And so I'm going to distance myself from you. I'm going to distance myself from all of this stuff right. because I know who I am. When you got a sickness, it's hard for you to stop that sickness. Right. If you smoking crack and somebody accuse right. you, man, you smoking crack, you might cuss them out today, but you're going to find that pipe tonight. <laughs> you laugh. I'm tired. This is my friend, right? Vince, your daughter had given it. Well, I'm telling you. I'm sorry. You finding that rock. You find you finding that crack rock, man. And his thing is, they are his crack rock. He got right. power and control of their mind. Right. And it's a power thing for him. He's a slave master to these 
mentally crippled women. And with all of this stuff going on around them, those people, those enablers are not telling them, man, we got to let these women out of here. Right. We, man, you got to get away from that. Separate yourself. Let these women go back to their families. Leave, leave all of this behind. He cannot do it because the sickness got him. Now I was kind of sick with some of them people in the interviews. Like, okay, you think I did? So you think I did? Right. All of them enablers. Let me tell you something. R. Kelly is our Catholic church in our community. Mm. And everybody that assists him is assisting him in harming our community. Right. And everybody that assisted him need to go to jail. They need to get every day that he gets. And the reason why I'm saying that is because there is absolutely no mercy to the child molester. There's absolutely no mercy to the pedophile. That's what I'm saying. And so when people enable people like that, I don't feel sorry for them. You can't make me feel sorry for them because it's, listen, if you get hyped on you know, being intimate with women, you can go to Nevada and spend all the money you need, <laughs> and it's legal. And ain't nobody gonna accuse you. You ain't going to jail. They of age. They got license to do it. You can be there twenty four hours. You know, if that's what you into. You follow what I'm saying? All right. So you know, with that kind of money, I'm asking why you ain't in Nevada if you just like women. Come on, man. And then you can go get all the 21-year-olds you want. Yeah, come on, man. That's just them all day. What else? I went into it. That's about all I'm going to say about that. Now, I don't get in nobody else's business. Beyonce and Nicki and all that. I don't care. I don't care about what they do. I really don't. They can pump up, do all that stuff. Don't have nothing to do with me. That's true. You be interested. I just be interested. I ain't worried about them folks, man. Like, like, how much you got going on? What you got going on? No, man. <laughs> no. I never, I never, I never was. I, I'm always interested in what I'm doing, how I can do greater. Now, if somebody getting some money or building some <laughs> businesses or they into something that I'm into. How you do that? How you do that? Because I'm a, what they call a tacit learner. When I see you doing something that interests me, mm -hmm. I'm trying to learn all I can on that That's to get that money. Because her, her and Jay, they built an empire. Over a billion dollars. Yes. Like, but you don't want that. You, that. That takes work. That's entrepreneurship. True. 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 But I still I still just like hearing the story. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I am interested. So just like hearing, you know, like, how? Like, okay. Mm -hmm. So it does interest you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Listen, we got to take this next break. I'm in here with the irrepressible Miss Nia Williams. I'm on SAT word. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> you know, I just learned how to read in 2018. I'm telling you, that cat in the hat changed my life. I it really it. did. I love it. And I'm on green eggs and ham right now. Boy. Ooh, wait till you get to. Uh, Which one? Uh, Which one? Riff. That's my next one. Don't make me start crying. Something like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, don't you do it. Good night, moon. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> 
See, I, 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 Neil been cutting up, man. You know She's been to be the princess of jazz up here on the mix in the next couple of weeks. Y'all keep it locked and listening to the money train right here on the MI, the XX, the 106radio.com. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to the train ride. Welcome back to the mix. That's the MI, the XX, the 106radio.com. We are over here in the studios with the irrepressible Miss Nia Williams. She, I won't say this for the record. She just like her dad. You know what I'm saying? It's between the breaks. It's between the songs when the trueness come out. So listen, Nia, you and I talk, and you said jazz is your thing. I love jazz. And you gonna bring jazz to the mix? Yes. You giving me your word right now? Yes. Everybody watching you there? Yes. You gonna bring jazz to the mix? Yep. You gonna have a jazz show? Yes. Okay, you know, you can be the queen of jazz in Atlanta, you know? All right, so what form of jazz do you like? The smooth jazz, the little, you know, like the lady that was at the uh, community center. We yes, haven't talked no. about this. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you, because we got to talk about this. Let me tell y'all something. I've been started off as King Holiday, so I had to get that in. And yeah. we're going to play some more on the King, yeah. you know, Holiday. We've been getting it in. But Corey, Vince sat in this sit your chair right now, mm-hmm. and her daddy. And Vince, yes, we're opening up our first ever community center, and he played it down. I'm talking about he didn't go over the top. He didn't. We done did. He didn't do none of that. He was. A, we want y'all to come out. We worked really, really hard. I get there, and they have man, that place puts. It puts Union City. <laughs> They done elbow all the haters out their way. Man. <laughs> this place is over the top. It is, I don't know how they dreamed of this, but it is, am I wrong? No, you're not. It's beautiful. It is beyond beautiful. It's over the top. They never had a community center. Mm-hmm. And they built one out of an old elementary school. Or it was so a it Georgia was the, military college. It was the Union City Elementary School. And then, yes, you're right, it was the... Um, Georgia, Georgia Military College. College, right. And so they were able to restore some of the old building from the elementary school. They restored the floors and, you know. When I tell you nice. what they built and revamped over there, they done knocked out all the haters, period. Point bank, period. I'm not saying it because it was new. I'm telling you because they put thought into this. Mm-hmm. They got an auditorium in the building. They got a full gymnasium in the building. They got a full conference center in the building. They got activity rooms. They got um, a cafeteria Mm -hmm. in this building. When I saw this thing, I was like, are y'all kidding me? They put it in. I'm talking about when he played it down Thursday when he came in. Yes, we just doing, you know, we took the stakeholders' money and we just Mm -hmm. did the... And when I went there, I was so blown away from what he had done, what the city had done. It takes vision to move a whole city forward. And that community center, um, the revamping of the police department, and a number of other things that they're doing proves that if you have a city and leadership with vision, 
You ain't got to wait on they. Because you the they that you've been waiting on. And they got it. They got a perfect combination over there. Now, what were you going to say? I haven't been a cheerleader. I'm sorry. I was so blown away, though. Wow. What was I going to say? I'm sorry. I didn't. Wow. Mm-hmm. You don't even remember. But I, were you blown away? Were you surprised? I was because I, you know, I've, you know, of course, heard him talk about it. And um, I know he was super excited about it. So to see it, it was, it's really nice. He was cheesy. He was so happy. My mom was happy. The council was happy. I, I think everybody was happy to see it. Everybody was happy to be there. I was sitting around real low key. He was about the violence. Right, the lady. I got her. I'm, I'm having her over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm having her over here. Yep. I got a car and everything. That's that's right, so they had a violinist there. They had the step team, the senior mm-hmm. steppers. Uh, they had them. They had uh, karate classes. Mm-hmm. They had somebody doing a live performance in the auditorium. Yes, they, right, they had stuff going on they in had a every, little paint class. They had a, a sipping paint. Well, not, I, I always say sipping paint. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say, but I was like, I didn't see. I didn't see them sip, but I saw them paint. I saw the paint. But they think about it, man. Think about it. Out of all the people that live in the in the city, it shows you with real leadership what you can do with the stakeholders' money. You can listen. Everybody, we gotta do this for the this department and police department. When you look at Three million, three hundred and fifty million people in America, right? And less than a million, well, just a little bit over a million people go to jail. That means we really don't have a major over-the-top crime problem. You're trying to create something that really, you know, you need to invest more money in community development mm-hmm. instead of prisons and, and punishment development. Do you understand what I'm saying? And when they put this creative money together for this this community, Union City is going to be enriched because of it. Them kids, another generation got some hope coming up out of them. Yep. Them kids was, they were happy as, they was, they were so happy. Yeah. Now they, I know they're really happy to have somewhere to play their games. And they did the basketball games that same day. Right. 110 years, they never had a community center. Mm-hmm. In 110 years, it took somebody with some leadership and some vision to say, hey, man, why can't we have this in our community? Right. And I hope they keep building more and more community centers because they hit a home run on this first one. Swear to God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something at the community center. I swear to God. Uh, what about you, Corey? You want to do something at the community center? Yeah, that'd be a good thing. Corey's so rich, he'll say yeah to anything. I swear to God. Our Kelly said, "Can I come back in with four girls?" He's yeah, just come on back. <laughs> Corey say yeah to anything. He will. He, he got so much. Oh my God. He got so much money. He rich. He black and rich. That's he on a car dealership. What? Yeah, Mr. Corey on a used car dealership. He's a real estate investor. What else, Corey? Uh, doing this media thing. He got a media company. Work as an IT. IT guy. Okay. Yeah. Right. And um, he sell blowout picks for your teeny winny afros. He do that too. <laughs> she she didn't have to laugh. I'm trying to, Nia laugh in your face. She she don't wait on the giggle. She don't conceal her giggle. She ain't got a conceal giggle per I minute. I try sometimes. It depends on where I am. She don't, 
She don't. She don't hold her head. You do that at your job, Junior. What? I ain't gonna cut to tell them where you work, but do you do your job something funny? You just yes. They just tell you go and walk out. Just go and walk. <laughs> Somebody come in and look crazy at the job. They Nia gone. Gone, Nia. No, sometimes I just hide under my desk. I just act like I'm getting stuff in you. <laughs> she don't conceal her giggle. Stay to the side. <laughs> That's right. So listen, shout out to Union City. Shout out to Vince Williams. Mayor. Yeah, so shout out to UC, man. Y'all have knocked it out of the park. Shout out to Con uh, uh, Councilwoman Neely, the other councilwoman. Yes, Miss Shayla. Uh, uh, yeah, Miss Shayla Neely. I'm going to have her on the show. And what's the other lady? She's been there the longest. Um, Angelette. Yeah, Angelette. Yeah. Shout out to my girl, Angelette. She'll swing on somebody. She's straight southwest. She'll bust. <laughs> and let, let, she she been at the council meeting still hollering, shout out. Shout out. I said, hold on, Angelette. <laughs> We got these cameras out here. She'll holler shout on me. She will. <laughs> That's why I like her. That's why they keep re-elected on because she'll holler shout at me. <laughs> Angela is something else. And I saw her Saturday. Shout out to her. Representative Derek Jackson was there. Yes. Shout out to Derek, man. Gotta have you on the show. I swear to God, man. Because they had the who's who. But the media didn't knock down the door, though. We were the only ones out there live, man. But that's all you need. When you got the mix, you got it all, boy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I had almost a thousand people looking at Vince over the weekend, man. They were saying, they go to man. They here. He the man on the south side of Atlanta. I swear to God, man. You can't do nothing over here without talking to him. You gotta come talk to him. And he'll if if you do something crazy, he gonna laugh in your face, people. <laughs> he don't know how to conceal his giggle. He just don't. He just he gonna look at you and say, God bless you now. But that's funny. <laughs> He is my friend. He is my buddy. <laughs> Swear to God, man. So shout out to them. I got my, uh, listen, this young lady right here, when y'all hear her, what night you going to be on? I'm letting you choose oh, your night. Oh, Lord. Here we go. All right, so, what night? Okay. So as of right now, for sure, I know Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday nights. Wednesdays um, and Fridays. Mm. Wednesdays and Fridays are good. Wednesday and Fridays is good. Saturdays will probably be good too. You said Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah, but let's that, let's 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 start off with Wednesday and Friday first. I'm a little hesitant about Saturday because that's usually when I have date nights with my boyfriend because he works at the hospital night shift. Was he a surgeon or something? No, he's um, CNA nurse. He gonna get there though. Yeah, yeah, he's in school right now for respiratory therapy. Okay. He graduates in December. Okay, gonna get that RN. He in the game, then. Yeah. Y'all gonna, you know, hey, it's time. <laughs> Let's go see the man. <laughs> well, shout him out. Go on, shout him out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let me get this on me. Right, right, right. Shout out to my boyfriend, Nate Thomas. Miss Thomas. Ms. Thomas out there. Let's put that name out there. Nia Thomas. I'm playing this. Hey, hey, hey. Speak, speak it. I believe, I believe in speaking things to the atmosphere. Let's do it. I'm just playing Nate Thomas. Nate. Yeah. All right, man. We got We gonna see him up here at the mix. I I did tell him. I, I told him he was gonna have to fall through one night. Yeah, he got to. 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 Yeah, he
Saturday. Yeah, like when you interviewing, <laughs> when you get, Saturday. you know, once you get your show going or whatever, you start interviewing jazz artists. Yeah. Bring them up here so you meet the who's who. Yes. I bring people in when I'm when I'm bringing in some A-listers. Yeah, I bring the people up bring in. Them in. Yeah, bring Nate up in here and take pictures. You know, yes. cause people gonna invite you to stuff. Yes, he supports. Yeah, cause I'm going to I'm going to the NFL prayer breakfast, which would you know. I, I was with the mayor. Think my dad going to that. Right, I'm going with the mayor <laughs> and everything, and he told me it's okay if I want to wear my hair. I'm gonna put it on. Throw it on. Throw it on. I'm gonna have that the bars that chica. I'm finna take a break, cause Neil, Neil, you're not gonna sit here and laugh in my face like this. I'm just, I'm not gonna have at this. Least, at least you see your face. <laughs> I tell you, it'll be later too. Cause I'm telling you, I'm telling y'all, man. Neil Williams and Corey Willer. I got them both here <laughs> on the King Holiday play. Y'all play ain't no King Day. This is something else. We in the studios of the mix. That's the M I the X X the one hundred six radio. This portion of the money train is brought to you by the People's Champs. That's Attorney Brian Paul and Associates. You've been hurt or injured in a truck wreck, car wreck, and no fault of your own. You need to call the People's Champs. Call the notorious, one of the greatest lawyers in all of Georgia, Jamie Cox. You call her today at four four two eight seven two three six three. That's four four two eight seven. Two three six three. They are the people's champs. You keep it locked and listening to the Money Train with your main man DC on the mix. Good morning. We're back on the mix. That's the M I the X X the one hundred six radio I'm I'm in here uh, with this phenomenal lady. What can we expect? I got uh, Nia Williams in here. She's the voice of. The jazz. <laughs> is it going to be smooth jazz? What, is it traditional jazz? What, what is it going to be? It's going to be a mix of jazz. Because I, I, so I, don't, I don't claim to know everything about jazz. Because I don't. But just from what I experienced the different jazz I like. I love, like I said, like smooth jazz. I love smooth jazz. A little vocal on it. You know, just some of everything that just make you feel good. Just make you feel at 20-something, what got you into jazz, though? You know, at 20, y'all um, into young this and... and uh, Which is true. And honestly, like, I'm kind of disconnected from that. Like, You're not into the hip-hop scene? I mean, I mean, I like hip-hop, but just like... Okay, so I went to a Hawks game with my dad. And okay. of course, I, I knew who Quavo was. And over there, I loved him. I knew who he was. You knew who he was? Quavo from who Migos. From who? From Migos. Oh. Okay, let's go. Right. I knew who Quavo was, right. but on the end, it was um, I think I think it's I think they told me it was little baby. Who? Little baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I had to I had to do a little video and I had to send it to my best friend. And <laughs> shout out to Tier and Memphis, love you. Tier, Miss Tier Perry. Okay, Tia Perry. Miss Tia Perry. Um, <laughs> I had to send it to her, and I was like, "Sis, is this Gunna or Little Baby? Which one? I don't know." And she was like, "That's that's Little Baby, sis. That's Little Baby." Okay, I don't know none of that. See, I'm lost. I didn't know either. I had to, I had to verify it. So, yeah, but got into jazz um, because I was in one of my journalism classes. 
and one of my classmates, he was doing some of the sports radio. Okay. He had just made an announcement. He was like, hey, you know, we need some help at the radio station. Y'all are interested. You know, they're always looking for people. So I was like, okay. So I went on, <laughs> went on down there, met with the manager, and um, he let me know that it was a jazz station, which honestly is how present I am, something like that. I'm not going to be picky about it. Mm. Like, even if it was classical, I still... I still would do it because right. I'm, all, I'm all about gaining the experience. Okay. So I wouldn't have been picky no matter what it was, but jazz was like, okay, now I know a little bit about jazz. Just right. A little bit. Right. So went in there. He sat with me. Um, well, I sat with him during his um, his first session because he had like an early Monday morning. So I sat with him. Um, well, he did Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So I sat with him doing that. And I just got to, you know, just kind of be in the station. We had, um, we weren't automatic. We weren't fancy. Right. You know, like they are now. We had, like, the actual CDs. So just to, like. put in the little deck. Yeah. So I got to, like, choose. We had, we had like, a um, like a chart on the clock that you would pick um, an album from each section or, you know whatever theme it was for jazz. So I would get to go through, pick what I want. I could pick whichever song I wanted. So, you know, it's like that. But right. I got into it. That's how you got into it. Yeah. Well, I'm a jazz connoisseur. I love jazz. Okay. Um, and it's a sophisticated um, sound that we created in our community. Um, and so it's the first original um, musical art form in America mm -hmm. that was created here in America by us, our community, and um, I love it. And to have it here at my station, really? I had, you know, somebody that was an aficionado spoke, oh, come on, man, I really have somebody young, somebody that can bring something new to the vibe, you know, and for you to say, yeah, I want to do jazz. Because I, lo I love being in the radio station. Like, and I would be there by myself. So, um, just like be in there, like it was very calming. Right. It was, it was a moment of those few hours where I just, you know, didn't have to worry about, you know, other stuff. I was just there, just me the music and just doing my thing. Doing your thing in yeah. there. How long did you do it? Woo! For about two and a half years. It was about two and a half And you were locked years. in at that point. Yeah. You became a radio DJ. Mm hmm And you got that little voice, you know, because you ain't, you know, the one thing that I started to do in radio was I just had to be natural. Yeah. You know, everybody tried to, oh, I don't do none of that. I'm yeah. just a natural dude. I play what I naturally like to listen mm -hmm. to. And I do what's really naturally who I am. Yeah. And, and when you do that, what will happen is your show will start taking, taking on a personality. Like today, we're real calm and we real serious. Corey will tell you, most days it's like, we turn it up. <laughs> I'm in here with some yin-yang twins. Or, I love it. What? I love it. I'm off the meet up in here, but this is the King Holiday. We gotta be serious. Yeah. This is a, one of those inflection points in our lives where we gotta say, listen, we done celebrated another year that our leader during a period had it's been gone. Mm -hmm. And this is his holiday. We got to wake up and start taking ourselves and our community serious. Right. And start holding ourselves accountable right. for getting better. We, I like to say this. And I learned this from um, my family. 
you know, just look at us. We got to look ourselves in the mirror and say we better than this. We better where we are today. We got to say we better than this, and we got to stand up, clean ourselves up, and get better. Because we better than this. I, You know, my daughter brought home a report card a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, but daddy, look what I did. I, I, I moved my grades from here to here. But I know my child. And I said to her, I said, you did better. But you're better than this. And she couldn't get it at 13. You should be happy that I did all this. No, I'm going to be happy when you start showing me your true potential. Because you're not really trying and you pass it. Imagine if you put the effort in right. and try to be better. Imagine where you would be, right? And so she mad at me right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like that. It be like that sometimes. Right. She's 13. So oh, she. Be like that. What I, well, give me some advice, Neil. What I need to do. Mm. She's full of herself. She's full of fashion right now. Yes. And she can't dress well for nothing. She's. Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, when I was coming up, everything had to match. Everything, the color coordination. I know. It's all about color locking. Like, it's like, somebody would probably be like, what's she got on? Right. But my daughter's like that. It's, Dad, you don't understand. And I'm sitting here. It works. Right. I don't get it, though. It works. Because when I was coming up, you had to wear all the same brands together. You remember that, Carl? Oh, uh, now, I, I do believe. Yeah. Doing, like, if you if you gonna wear, you don't have on no Nike with some Adidas shoes. That's disrespectful. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was like that when we came that's up. Disrespect. It was called being prepped. Remember that, Corey? Yeah. Corey, he over there doing a e trade right now. He just making <laughs> that money. He making some money. Yeah, he over there making that money, moving just, money around. Just cut, just, that's it, man. Just cut me Cut me a little pizza, of course. All right, Neil, I'm going to give you the last word. You got the last word. I want to thank you for coming in today, being a woman of in your world, coming in. I want to thank your dad for reaching out to you and telling you, hey, Neil, this might be the spot. And I want to thank you for saying and agreeing that you're going to bring your show to the mix. I, yes. I appreciate that. So how you like it so far? I love it so far. I love stuff like this. I, I tell people all the time. Actually, how I even decided I wanted to do like journalism in the first place was because I used to get in trouble so much at school for talking. Mm -hmm. so I was like, you Are you say? serious? Yes. I used to, you used to get in trouble? Yes. They used to have to set me. So I went I went to a Montessori school. Okay. And, you know, Montessori is more, it's like more of a free environment. Free environment. More, more hands-on, more. So the classroom I was in, they, after a little parent-teacher conference, they decided I had to have a special little table in the corner where I would just be by myself and do right. work because I was too much. Right. So after a while, I just say, you know what? I'm going to go to school to learn how to talk, and y'all going to cut me a check for this because this is ridiculous. Right. I wish they would have had some Montessori when I was coming up. I love it. I they love had sped classes. That's what I was in. You didn't have to... I'm just telling my testimony. You're not going to make Usher the year of the church. You can forget that. I'm not an Usher. I'm saying no missionary. You're not, they're not going to vote you. I'll uh, tell my testimony. You in there just. I was. I was in them spare classes. But swear to God. But they didn't call them spare when I was a little boy. They called them want one class. You had to wear. Don't. You're going to. We got all these people. I'm stuck. <laughs> This lady, Corey, you see this? Yeah. I'm telling you right there. In my face. I'm telling you, that fish daughter now. In my face. She's not hesitating. Getting her give along. She got a, she got a giggle permit. I'm swear to God. In her pocket. 
Yeah, but they call them wump wump classes. You had to wear that hat. They made us wear hard hats to school when I was a kid. They did. I gotta get out of here. I can't wait. I can't believe you laughed at me. All right, last word. Last word, man. Oh man, so um, everybody just stay out there, be blessed. You have tuned in to another podcast on Niche Works, brought to you by Black Science Media. <laughs> it was raining <laughs> hard out there last night in the ATL. I- I'm glad to have y'all on board this Thursday morning. We're getting it in here on the mix. want to say good morning to all of my international listeners, all of my friends over at Kamasi, Ghana, West Africa. Thank y'all for reaching out to me yesterday. I thank y'all for being aboard each and every day on the money train, all of my friends over in Egypt. Thank y'all for tuning in. I'm coming to see you. I swear to God, I'm going to come see the pyramids, and then I'm getting the hell on. It's hot over there, so y'all know I'm coming back. want to say good morning to my friend Maria over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Thank you for tuning in today, all of our friends in Birmingham, England. Good morning to Manila, Philippines. Thank y'all for tuning in each and every day and staying faithful to the money train. want to say a special shout-out. To all of our friends over in Toronto, Canada. My buddy Joel is from Toronto, Canada. And he's turned everybody from his little hometown onto this money training. We absolutely thank y'all for tuning in each and every day. Want to say hey to the East Coast of the United States of America. Want to say hey to all of my listeners in the Empire State. Good morning, Brooklyn, New York. Paula Jean and the team, you hold us down each and every day. I want to say hey to Paula. Raana, Tiana, LaShonda, Rapdo, and Baby Ramaya. Thank y'all for tuning in each and every day from the East Coast. Want to say hey to all of my listeners in what we call the tri-state area. That's New Jersey, Delaware, and Pennsylvania. Thank y'all for tuning in. Good morning to you, everybody in the DMV. That's D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. We thank y'all for tuning in each and every day. And we want to send a special shout-out. To the hottest show on Saturday mornings from 12 to 1. Right here is called Real Spit and it's out of the real HU. That's Hampton University. My girl Kiana Huff, she holds it down each and every Saturday at noon right here on The Mix. Thank y'all for tuning in to her show. It's a hot new show. Everybody in Hampton is talking about it. Thank y'all for bringing it to The Mix. Also, all of my listeners in North Carolina, throw your hands up. Yesterday I had on the show with me. Uh, my girl Dorinda is it Dorita? Is yeah, Dorita Banks. And Riri had all she was shouting out North Carolina Central. She didn't know that I used to live in Durham. <laughs> yeah, I sure did. And I worked in Raleigh and lived in I lived in Raleigh and worked in Durham. And uh, so we shouted out North Carolina Central and people hit me up. Man, yeah. I used to work over there. I I used to manage restaurants and stuff back in the day. And so Thank y'all for letting us know that y'all were listening. I want to say hey to all of my listeners in Charlotte. Thank you, WorldFidelityLife.com. If you're not insured, they will insure you. That's my buddy, Leon and Delaney Elliott. Thank y'all for being big sponsors here on The Mix. I want to say hey to all of my listeners over in Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's Pam Lamler and the Allen crew holding us down. And my sweet thing over in Burlington, North Carolina, Michelle Blackwell and the whole Blackwell clan. Thank y'all for tuning in. Each and every day, want to say hey to South Carolina, throw your hands up. Thank y'all for tuning in from the Piedmont State. All of my friends and family down in the Sunshine State of Florida, want to say good morning to you. Hey, y'all didn't know that I got a co-host today. I got a big co-host 
He is the honorable commissioner of, we call it the Beverly Hills of the Metro Atlanta area. He's co-hosting the show with me. It's my brother from another mother. He's been often tried, never denied, and willing to be tried again and again and again. That's my big brother, Bruce Holmes, commissioner of the 5th district of, we call Beverly Hills. You can call it Henry County. But it's Beverly Hills. Good morning, Commissioner. Good morning, DC. Thank you for the invite. And I want to say uh, thank you to Chef Bird for the uh, delicious meal. Okay. Commissioner, we are honored to have you here, man. And uh, we want to say good morning to the entire West Coast of these United States. Can we say good morning, Commissioner? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, we want to thank everybody that's tuning in from Seattle all the way down to San Diego, California. We say good morning to you. A special shout out to my brother. Terry, my sister-in-law, Tracy, and my cousin, Greg, that are listening in L.A. I want to say hey to our listeners in Ogden, Utah. I want to say good morning to Boise State, Idaho, for tuning in. All of our friends over in Vegas, good morning. And if y'all are winning at the crap tables, y'all know what I got to ask y'all. Send me something on my PayPal. On my PayPal. <laughs> and I want to shout out everybody and my buddy Eduardo that's listening right now in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I want to say good morning to you, to my Niece, Dr. Willie, superintendent of schools over in Kansas City, Missouri. Thank you for tuning in. Want to say hey to everybody in Colorado. Want to send a special shout out to Black American Outdoorsman CEO and American hero. Uh, it's Colin Whittle. He's coming out with a new website for Black American Outdoorsman, and we support him and all of our 1,000-strong members of Black American Outdoors. And thank you for tuning in. I want to send out a special shout-out to St. Paul, Minnesota. Do you know what St. Paul, Minnesota is? I do. Where is St. Paul? It is just east of Minneapolis, right down 94. I-94. <laughs> How do you know where that is? Man, I uh, spend a significant amount of time at the University of Minnesota. I'm the University of Minnesota Golden Gopher. Okay. Um, and as you know, that it's a great university. Okay. We played uh, Georgia Tech in a, in a bowl game recently. And right. And you know what happened in that game. So, well, tell me what happened. Uh, it was a blowout. So, you know, the Golden Gophers are back. We're ready to compete against Clemson, Alabama, and everybody else. So you said y'all beat the race off of Oh, man, it was ugly. <laughs> it was ugly, man. It was amazing. It was uh, it was everything, man, to sit and watch the folks of Georgia Tech, man, right. just sob. <laughs> right. So you want to shout out anybody in Minnesota that's still that's still Shout around? out to Minneapolis, man. Tune in to this show on a regular basis. This is one of the hottest shows in America. Thank you so much, Commissioner. want to say good morning also to our friends over in Wisconsin. Milwaukee, y'all show up for us every day, and we want to show up for you. We thank you so very much for tuning in to the money train. I want to say hey to all of my listeners in Chicago, Rain Thomas. You, my dear heart, and I thank you so very much, my cousin Tootie. Also, my cousin Brenda Face. Thank y'all for tuning in on the west side of Chicago, and we ask y'all to do us a big favor. Tell uh, R. Kelly to go ahead and move. You know what I'm saying? He need to move. That's all we're going to say about that. And I want to shout out all of my cousins. Family and friends in the great state of Michigan, Detroit, the big D is in the building. Somebody else is from the Detroit area, and that is the Honorable Commissioner Bruce Holmes. Want to shout out anybody in Detroit? I want to shout out to everybody in uh, Detroit, uh, Henry Ford High School, and um, uh, everybody that um, has come down to visit uh, Atlanta uh, okay. over the years. And I look forward to um, uh, you guys visiting uh, more often. Okay, you, you went to Henry Ford. Yes. Okay. You had a good start, see. That's one of the better schools in Detroit. 
Oh, no doubt about it, man. And Detroit's a different place than it was back when I grew up. Okay. Um, but it's coming back. It's okay. coming back, and I'm happy to see that. How was it growing up in Detroit, though? Um, it was good. Um, I, I had a, a pretty good childhood. Um, my mother relocated um, to Detroit to work in the auto industry years ago. Mm-hmm. Of course, my family is from Jones County, Georgia. My great-grandfather um, uh, migrated to uh, Ohio. And Jones then, County? Yeah, Jones That's County. South Georgia. South Georgia. And uh, my family, my grandfather uh, migrated to Ohio, and then from there, my uh, you know my parents met. My dad went to the Air Force. Um, he was stationed in El Paso, Texas, where I was born. And right. And then my mother relocated up to um, to Michigan to try to find employment in the auto industry. So your formative years was in Michigan. Correct. Uh, up to about 16 years old. I went to college at, at 16 years old. Oh, so you smart? Oh, okay. You're not that. <laughs> We're not going to just put that out there and we're not going to address it. So, 16 years old, that means you read a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely an avid reader. Um, but, yeah, 16 years old, I was fortunate enough to get a scholarship to the University of Minnesota. A scholarship? Um, athletic? I did get an athletic scholarship. Okay. And, um, and I got to tell you, those were some of the best years of my life. Okay. So... 16, go to college. Were you ready? Was it a different world? Because coming from the D back then, hold on, but the D is a whole nother world from Minnesota. Uh, it was, but Minnesota was definitely uh, an, an education. I learned a whole lot um, uh, in Minnesota. Okay. Some of the people that I met, some of the things that, that I was exposed to right. um, made me the person that I am today. What's the first thing that was sh- that, that was shocking to you? You know what, I can't really say that I've ever been shot by anything. I mean, I always expect um, things to be great. And if they're not, um, I know they will turn great soon. So, I, you know, I'm never shocked. I'm always looking to learn. Okay. I'm always uh, looking to expose myself to things that um, I haven't been exposed to. Right. So you go to um, Minnesota uh, on an athletic scholarship at 16. Um, how did that work out? Did you play for the Gophers? Yeah, I played for the Gophers. I ended up being um, an All Big Ten uh, linebacker in in Minnesota. You just go, you, bro. You're so humble. That's why you my dude, right? You're so humble. Come on, man. You play football, Division One football. You see, I'm just saying, man. I, you know, I've been fortunate in life, man. Good things have happened. I had the um, the um, opportunity to play for uh, Coach Lou Holtz. What? Um, I was getting to that. And I was about to say, come on, you just like real humble. And you played for an American legend in NCAA. Yeah, football. man. He he actually is the person that I got a credit for uh, for changing the direction in my life, man. I mean, um, you know, there was an instance in college where I got in a little trouble. And mm-hmm. he called me to his office and he, t- and he looked me in my eye and he uh, told me that um, I had so much talent. But I had to believe in myself. And he said, if you live by just one little thing, great things are going to happen to you. He said, treat other people the way you want to be, be treated. Right. And that's the way I've lived my life ever since. Wow. So he he, he addressed the issue head on. Yeah. Looked me in my eye. And um, I said, let me try this out. And just the dominoes just started falling into place thereafter. Okay. Wow, man. Because so, I was going to address that. I was like, man, this man played Division One football. You know, you just like real Malibu. I tell everybody I was, you know, I used to be an athlete too. And so I I don't hesitate in telling people that I played Division One. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, I was a Division 
one dart thrower. I was on the dart team. Okay. I was very good. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you know, when, when you when you're when you're an athlete, you know, some people just desire to be more than just just you know good, you know, on the field or on the court. Right. Some people want to be good in other areas. So right. I've always strived to to be better. Right. Or strive to be an example for uh, for my community. Okay. So something that was unique about you is. You're go for through and through because you went there for undergrad and grad. Correct. I graduated um, went to grad school. I got an MBA with focus in management. Um, fell into the pharmaceutical industry with uh, with Merck initially, uh, which was uh, which was an interesting experience because I didn't have a medical background. So when a, when I met a friend, when a friend asked me to interview, he was a recruiter at the time. Um, you know. I tried to shy away from it right. until he put until he challenged me to interview, right. and uh, I remember um, and actually got hired in Michigan um, with Merck. And I remember going to the interview and walking in, and I was the only African American in the room. Wow! Um, there were about fifty people, all white. Um, everybody in there were talking about their degrees in pharmacy and pre med from Michigan and Michigan State. Right. And. Um, at that moment, I said, man, let me get out of here. I don't belong in this room. Right, right, so you, come on. Uh, clearly, it was like something that was foreign to you, right? It wasn't foreign to me, but I just didn't think I belonged. I was about 28, 28, 29 right. at the time. Right. And so, I said, well, let me get out of here before I embarrass myself. And as I got up to walk out the door, they called my name for an interview. Right. And so, I went up to the interview, the first interview I did, and uh, walked in the door, and of course I only had athletics on my resume. Right. And the um, the interviewer looked at me. He said, "Hey, um, you know, how about this, man? I didn't even say anything." He said, uh, "I'm looking at your resume, man. How about um, you go look, learn a little something about our company, and then we'll call you back in six months." And so I he was, said that for real. Oh, he said that. And something just kicked in because you know I, I didn't really understand the medical terms and all those things at that particular time. Right. But I understood business, mm -hmm. and so I studied. You know the you know you know Merck's um, you know their um, their financial sheet. I studied um, what they had in R and D, and I used that as part of my interview. So I, I told him I said, well, I do know a little something about the company. Right. And so I began to tell him about the business of Merck. Okay. And he said have a seat. Mm -hmm. We began the conversation. He passed me to the next interview, passed me to the next interview, passed me to the next interview, and the last interview was with the guy that challenged me to interview for Merck. Okay. And um, he told me that I was the number one candidate. And Merck ended up hiring me. I worked there for five years. Um, then got a great opportunity with Johnson & Johnson Senate Corps. Left, um, left Merck, uh, started working there. Turned the territory that was about that was producing about thirty three percent on an annual basis to well over a hundred percent. A year later, uh, Johnson and Johnson asked me um, to choose between a regional account manager or or uh, a regional um, or a regional manager. And so, since I love the uh, sales aspect and love calling on customers, I chose to be a regional account manager. And then from there, the sky was the limit. Um, I was promoted up to national accounts when Johnson & Johnson acquired a company called Sios. Okay. Um, 
I came down to Atlanta 20 years ago for an annual pharmacy conference. And how was that when you came to Wakasha? It was crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, when I came down, actually was looking at moving uh, closer to um, um, Farmington Hills or Detroit, because my mother, you know, that's where my mother was living at the time, so I wanted to be closer when she was getting older. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I was looking for a house in Naperville. As a matter of fact, I had to put a contract on the house. And so when I came down to Atlanta to meet my boss who lived in Carolina, um, he said, uh, he said, why do you want to go to Chicago? It was cold down there. It was 80 degrees here in Atlanta in December. Right. And uh, it was 60 below zero in Minneapolis um, that day when he asked me that question. And I said, uh, you know, I'd much rather live here in Atlanta. And he said, you can live anywhere you want. You're, you're director of national accounts. Right. And so I said, um, okay. And something said, don't even respond. So I went out and I started looking for me a house. Here in Atlanta? In Atlanta that day, during a conference. Didn't know anybody here? No, uh-uh. I found, found me a realtor, found my house, called my ex-wife, and I said, uh, I'm out. I said, uh, you want to move to Atlanta? She said, yeah, by the time I got back, she had the whole house packed up. Three months later, <laughs> we sold our house in Minneapolis. We were down here in Atlanta, man, living a life. <laughs> so you saw an opportunity when you moved to, uh, when you came here? Yeah, I saw, I saw a tremendous opportunity. You know, initially, you know, I was, I was a, a black professional. Um, people told me, hey, everybody lives in Alpharetta and Bronzeville. And so I, you know, I stayed in a hotel. I just wanted to see what the commute was. I was mm -hmm. flying every single day. And I got on 400 that next morning. I was like, this is crazy. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I told my realtor, I said, man, I need to find something that's close to the airport. And the first place he took me was Ellenwood. And right. I used to remember that was being built. Um, and I absolutely fell in love. Somebody had a contract on the house. I put a number of thousands of dollars out on the house because it was a kickout contract. And um, was able to get the contract. And again, three months later, we were here. Okay. And we never looked back. So the place that the realtor took you? Henry County, Georgia. Was Henry County. Correct. We're going to put a pin in it right there. We're going to put a pin in it right there because we're going to tell y'all, we're going to bring y'all from, by chance, that a realtor uh, brought him to Beverly Hills. Yeah. And, and we're going to go forward on how he saw the opportunity when he got here to to Wakanda and what he's done with it since then. I want y'all to keep it locked and listening to the money train right here on the mix. That's the MI, the XX, the 106radio.com. What we gonna do right here is go back. Yes, sir. Way back. Yeah, mice off. Right. Back I gotta eat, man. I had to take a break. <laughs>